Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Record. Record. Hello. Hello. Patrick. Hi. Hi. Good day. I'm great. It's good. I'm to trying to respond you. in an orderly manner so that you can get this uh, lined up like you Thank do. You. It's it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough uh, to do. <laughs> no, but I, I got to I got to go to confession today, nice. which was which was awesome. I I feel like I did maybe not the first boyfriend move that I've ever done, but it was a I was thoughtful today. Oh. Because I'm going to Norman tomorrow, and we don't know what to do all day. And so I went and I bought a couple games huh? without uh, pr- being prompted. And nice. so, yeah, it's like... What games? Those, I bought a game, like a version of Ticket to Ride, like a smaller version of Ticket to Ride, like that's gotcha. just in New York, which looked kind of fun. And then like a card game that's just called The Game, <laughs> which is annoying, but it looked... It was there was either that or another game that was a card game, but the other game that was a card game was like a political intrigue. Like you kind of had to bluff and lie, and I was like, "Well, I don't really want to lie to my girlfriend." Also, I don't think she would enjoy this at all. But yeah, this, right. <laughs> but this this other game is like a, you work together against the game itself somehow. Oh, I like love that! I love those games. Yeah, race against the clock sort of thing. And so the problem with know. those games is there's no fun. There's no uh, mechanism of accountability. You know, you can that's, be like, well, let's true. just give ourselves a break here. <laughs> my, in, my inborn sense of integrity, is that not enough for you? We um we were playing this escape room game, uh, and you had to do it in an hour, and we did it in like 64 minutes. They were like, if you if you lose, you got to start all over again. Well, and I was like, I'm not starting all over again. You don't have to start all over again. You don't have to do anything. You're not my dad. Instruction yeah, manual. <laughs> my dad's not a card game. My, uh, dad's, my dad's a cop, and he works for Nintendo, okay? Okay. <laughs> I think he knows more than you. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You know, one of the wisest things my fiance, Phoebe Johnson, ever said to me was, Patrick, sometimes it's okay to be normie. And the only thing I can say to that is, yes, that's true, but sometimes it is a mortal sin. (laughs) That's true. I think that's true with anything, is that sometimes you could make the case that for any action, Uh it's possible for it to be a mortal sin. I feel like that's a heresy. Like, I feel like there's like a word for that. Like, yeah, it's probably moral... s- scrupulosity. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, wait, no. I thought you were saying, um, I thought you said, I thought you were going to say for every action, there's a, there's an instance where it's okay to do it, <laughs> which yes. I think is moral relativism. No. Well, yeah. I Situationalism. Mean, that's what it is. You heard it here first, folks. We just invented there, a heresy. Let's talk about intrinsically evil actions. Uh huh. We don't have to talk about that. But that is what why what made you think about being normie? Nothing. 
Tell me. Come on. I can't do it. You have you told to. Me, you told me about the normies in confidence, and I can't put them on blast. There are listeners. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, um, since, I, since I've been exposed, and I'm going to fully admit this, I think you get more normie as you get older because you just stop caring so much. Yeah, um, that's fair. And so since I've been watching The Office with my girlfriend, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so today... And I think there's one part of it that made me laugh out loud so far, and it's when, um, who is the Roy comes in to beat Jim Halpert's butt up, <laughs> and Dwight just pepper sprays him in the face. I, th- <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's just I'm a big physical comedy guy, and so yeah. For well, just then to you're s- gonna like this show. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy. Um, so that was funny. But t- so today I was in the store, and Emma doesn't know this yet, but she will when this is released, but I went to go buy some games that we could play together since we live in uncertain times, you know? Ah, yes. And one of the games was an office game. And I, I <laughs> spent like 15 seconds considering whether or not to buy it. I ultimately <laughs> decided no, but that's long. That's the longest I've ever considered something like that. That's the longest since I was 13. That's the longest I've ever considered being a normie. But you, but you could have brought it to the wedding and we could have played it. Whose wedding? Um, Nick and Riley's. <laughs> Am I invited to that? I don't know. Probably not. All right. But what if I was? <laughs> <laughs> when is it so that everybody listening can know? Oh, it's, um, I don't know. I don't actually uh, remember. I, okay. All of my save the dates are on my fridge. Is it in, in back is in it in Peaberg? It is in Peaberg. Okay. Um, I would have yeah, to fly, but I could do that. I could Speaking come. of everything being in my fridge back in Pittsburgh, I got a phone call from <laughs> oh, my no. property manager yesterday. <laughs> That's never good. No, no, no. It was fine. They're the sweetest. Shout out to Bernadette. I know she listens. I don't know if she does. Bernadette, she, she's welcome. the front office property manager at my building, and and she's like, "Hey, we're so. just checking on you because your neighbor was worried. My noisy neighbor, my noisy mm. next door neighbor, was worried about me because he saw a package outside of my door that hadn't been picked up in a couple of days, and he was like." Mm. They were like, "Is he okay? Like, <laughs> does he need anything? Is he dead?" And um. So I got that call and I was like kind of meandering around with it. I was like, yeah, I got to return this call. And Phoebe was like, Patrick, you have to return that call right now. And I was like, oh. why? And they were, she was like, what if they fill out a missing persons report? And I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> no, that'd, be the, that'd be the most exciting part of your year. It's I like, know. oh man, how was 2020? Well, it started off. With when, me being a, with, a missing. Well, no, 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 no. It started off with a quarantine where I had to shelter in place and it ended with a federal manhunt. <laughs> Patrick Nevy on the run from the law. You know, it's funny. I was right in the middle of, if you guys have been following my blog, patnevy.blog, I was in the middle of writing a post that I put up yesterday about being hard to reach. (laughs) And how... um, Oh, how that's good? Yeah, and how like nothing bad will happen if you don't like have your phone on you for a whole day. Turns out that day would have been a bad day. Yes. (laughs) There are young women that probably read your blog that are now going to become hard to reach. And there's millions of boys all across the state state lines who are going to be crying out in anguish saying, why isn't she texting me back? Because because they clicked on patnevy.blog and it's going to be your fault. (laughs) You will have be held account, held to task and you're going to get thrown into the jail until you've repaid every last penny. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Just talk to people. I guess <laughs> that's the yeah. solution. Is just be. That's like that's like half of the half of the questions you get for Doctor Ethan's dating corner it's is like, like, what do I do when it seems like I there's I a breakdown in communications between two parties? It's like, well, what if we reestablished a line of communication? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's crazy. What was it with the Patreon? What was it with the Patreon supporters putting you on blast for wanting a person to cook their own food? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go to bat for myself here and say that <laughs> and I'm gonna let you and not back you up in any way. Thank you. I think it's a good. This is the this is the the rub, right? I was talking to Emma on the phone and I said, "Hey, people are putting me on blast for saying that you you deliver food to the girl's house and then she cooks it and then you cook it and you're on the phone together while you're cooking it." She goes, "No, that's I don't understand what they're talking about. That's a great idea." And then she agreed with the other person in the <laughs> Facebook group. Because she was like, wait a second, I just remembered people can still deliver food. I forgot yes. about that part. Well, no, yeah, that, anyway, but I love, I love, I love giving it back. Send out a dating question to Ethan at thecrunchcast.com. Send any question. We're yeah. running out of material. I live in a box all I, week long. You guys don't understand what it's like to have a society and culture podcast when there's no more society <laughs> or culture. <laughs> that's the That's the wild thing that I can't seem to get over you know wow dang ever since october 4th 2019 we've really run out of stuff to talk about what was october 4th 2019 that's when the joker came out <laughs> <laughs> did you look that up real quick is that what yeah you- <laughs> no i had that locked in <laughs> yeah that locked in yeah oh my god phoebe wa- okay so on the way on the way home uh from or sorry not the way home on the way back from her home to Pittsburgh. on the on the way back to the home that you guys are both living in right now before on the way married? back to my home uh-huh. <laughs> well when when you know, so here's the funny thing about about leaving. So right before we left, Phoebe's college shut down. Right, we were planning on we were planning on moving her in before the summer because I mean she might as well not get a storage unit. I live right nearby school, right? Yes, so, exactly. But school shut down, so we had to move her in. Like we had to move all of her stuff in that weekend. And so like we, <laughs> she wanted, she was like, I don't like the bed over here. And I was like, Yeah, I guess we got to move it then, don't we? And so like all the furniture is rearranged, and then a bunch of decorations were put up that weren't mine. And then we left for Texas the next day. Yes. And so like I picked her up, and then we left. And I'm realizing now, I'm like, I'm gonna go back, and I'm not gonna feel like I'm at my house. <laughs> Because the bed has been moved and there's decorations put up. Yes. Dang. Well, would you would you disagree? Would you feel like I would feel like I'm in my house? I, well, it's still your. It's still where you live. That's true. Also, I did. The substance did get, is still there, even if the accidents have been uh, changed. You see what I mean? Theology degree, Ethan, coming yes. out. <laughs> I know. You know me. It's yeah. the best part about this has yeah. been I have inherited Phoebe's very comfy recliner. Ooh, I, I need a re- I need a recliner bad. Nope. I I am in, mine. I'm in thick need of a recliner <laughs> for my back room because I'm trying to turn it into kind of like a study slash workout room slash whiskey tasting area. Yeah, those things don't go together. <laughs> all three of them will be good. I'm gonna have putting gonna a make, putting a recliner in a workout room, especially a cloth one, is a bad idea. If you sit up, on that boy, it's gonna be sticky. I'm gonna put up partitions so that it won't be a problem. That's weird. I'm going to get some PVC pipe and hang uh, up some sheets and then mm-hmm. I'll split the room up into quadrants. Gotcha. And there will be little doors, little doggy doors that you have to crawl <laughs> through to get from one quadrant to the other. Split up into um, four quadrants. One is important and urgent. One is not important. Not <laughs> <laughs> and you know that I'm going to be hanging out in the whiskey tasting quadrant more often. Because <laughs> that is important and not urgent. Not urgent. <laughs> not urgent, not important. Uh, so here's the thing. 
you you talking about decorations made me think of this. Uh, yeah, the other day I was watching a a mass. Uh, some might say in the mass there was a homily. Ah. <laughs> it was for like the archdiocese of Oklahoma City was doing something in conjunction with Focus, and I was I was invited to attend. Mm. And the, one of the things about the homily was about how the priest was saying you need to make your home like the domestic church, you know, like because we we're stuck at home, so you might as well do the most of it. And he was saying like, this is why we have, we are, so it was me and the team in the living room watching this. And he said, this is why we put up religious artwork in our homes to make it the domestic church. And the only piece of <laughs> decoration that we have in my front room is the giant picture of me as a chicken <laughs> hanging up on the wall, <laughs> attached to it with painter's tape that has been up there since August. And we all looked at each other, just started laughing. <laughs> This is why we have religious artwork in the phone. This is why in the we home, need the it. cult of the chicken. Yes, <laughs> and so yeah. If uh, again, I need help. I need a thick recliner, and I need I need like a, I don't know. Put up. What do people put on walls? Um, paint. I have a tapestry on my wall now. That that could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, people tend to put up posters, mm. pictures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of people not in chicken suits. Um, indeed. Artwork, right? We're, we on our wedding registry, um, on our wedding registry, which we'll put in the description. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you judge. Uh, um, we ha- we we have this uh, this thing from IKEA. We want to get. It's like a big map of the world, and it's like as big as our back wall. We have this big honking wall. And <laughs> uh-huh. it's probably in pretty our, loud. Yeah, it's huge, but it's like it's really long and like obnoxiously long. And like, we're like, what do we put there? But we found something that is big enough to fill what's up that the, wall. What's the square footage of that wall? Um, t- At least two. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the square footage of the wall is. It's well, just, about well, how many, two feet estimate, taller than me. Okay, it's so it's wide. about eight feet tall and how many feet wide? It's like eight by maybe 18. Wow. And it's the, the the map is gonna fill that whole wall. Yeah. So well, no, not the whole wall. So it's like it, it just got to fill up part of this. But you can have white space. You know, that's that's a. Lot. I don't. Th- I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't know about that. One Here's of the even... one of the good things we did in my house is we put up. Um, I've got my mom got me a bookshelf. Shout out, mom, from IKEA, and I have I have um, a copy of the Church Fathers, like a huge like. 20 volume set of the church fathers that i got Ooh. for free from our parish yeah it's awesome Dang. and so my house looks incredibly intellectual it's very nice i would like to have books and shelves but i can't seem to figure out how to get them together you see what i mean you don't know how to put bookshelves together i figured no no no. i figured out shelves oh, i know how to put up you. shelves and i own Not a books, lot of though. books but i've never been able to quite merge them <laughs> What do you put on your bookshelves? Nothing. They just sit there. Oh, why do you have so many bookshelves? I, you know. I have a problem. <laughs> help my budget. I'm spending $3,000 a month on bookshelves. <laughs> um, let's, uh, can we talk about tweets from the past? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, great. Hot take time machine. I'll do this because you have so much trouble. Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine. The Hot Take Time Machine is a part of the show where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting lives. If you have a hot take, five years or older, send it to us, info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, do you have a hot take for us? I found one 
Um, <clears throat> it's not the one that I wanted to say. Okay. Which was, which was funny. I told Patrick before the show. <laughs> it was really good. It this one's for swear. the after show. This one's for a, the Patreon. It doesn't have a swear in it, but it has a slight uh, 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 <gasps> epithet. I Did su- you say well, the maybe word not. heck? What? Did you say heck? He- I did say heck with the oh, asterisk no. where the E goes. Oh, no. Okay, so this is a, in response to a couple of tweets. So the, the 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 priest that shall not be named tweeted the female diaconate. This is from May 12th, 2016. So this was, this was a while ago. The female diaconate is not only an idea whose time has come, but a reality recovered from history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then somebody replied to it. It doesn't matter what they said. And then I replied to them and I said, the Pope could literally say, quote, we're going to ordain hyenas now. And the, <laughs> Quote, end quote, and the Jesuits would be all, quote, woo, we've been waiting for centuries, end quote. <laughs> Now, I do not endorse religious order bashing now. At the time, this was it was the hot thing to make fun of the Jesuits. Yeah. It was the hot thing to make fun of certain Jesuits, let's rephrase. Yes. But I think the idea, the, the sick burn that I came up with was the Pope suggesting that we ordain hyenas, and I don't know... <laughs> I don't know what I was necessarily thinking. Two retweets and ten likes. Underappreciated uh, tweet. Underappreciated tweet. But I was. It would have been funny as a meme, as an ironic tweet. But it, knowing that I tweeted it earnestly is is kind of frustrating. That so, is frustrating. Yeah. I. Here's here's what I suggest to everyone in the world. Download your entire Twitter archive and keep it on your computer for for posterity's sake and for hot take time machine. Because you might get famous. And you can make that into a coffee table book. You know, yes. like that's the thing. Like do that. Then delete all of your tweets except mm-hmm. for the great ones. It mm-hmm. takes about it costs about $10 tweet delete. It's a program. I did it. It's so nice. It's I'm so thinking, nice. I'm now thinking in my head of the three hyenas from Lion King. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Being ordained what voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. First of all, and she's you know she's wanted to be a priest for a while. She was in Sister Act. Yes. 1 and 2. Uh-huh. Both of them. Sister Act 2, Sister Strikes Back. Is that what it's called? Well, that's what I called my kindergarten class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a corporal punishment joke. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I would be, Phoebe and I have been watching Community, uh-huh. and um, there's this... You, you've seen it, right? No, sir. Oh, you got to watch it. <gasps> I Stop will. Stop watching The Office right now. Okay. Community I'm, I'm not so watching it right now. I'm doing a podcast right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> There's this one. Never mind. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get tell it. Me, but, tell me. Do the joke. Okay, tell me. Okay, fine. So one of the one of like one of the one of the characters brings his grandma in. Uh huh. And um, it's like it's like the classic like, it's like the classic old African American classic. Grandma. Bring your grandma to work day trope. Yeah, classic, right? <laughs> and so one of the characters, Britta, is like this. Um, she tries very hard to be open minded and. Uh, yeah. Uh, and accepting and so sure. she was being very like patronizing to the grandma and troy the kid it was like I'm, my mom told me white people would do this <laughs> and she she was like she said something about some of the grandma about like the grandma having lots of sex when she was younger oh my gosh and the grandma goes like what do you say and like she got really mad and she was like oh i'm so sorry i offended you like what can i get you and she's like you can get me a switch which means a stick to uh-huh. beat you with yes and um so the and Britta's like, okay, that's fine. I'll get you switched. Towards like, don't do that. She's gonna beat you. And she's like, I know. I deserve it. Like, I'm open to cultures. And so, <laughs> um, she gets the she gets the stick and she hands it 
to the grandma and she um the grandma's like all right come here and then Britta like gives her her wrist and the grandma goes what am I a nun drop your pants and get on my lap (laughs) (laughs) and then she just starts whipping this 22 year old girl it was hilarious that's uh wow you had to be there I, you really did. You really you had really to be did there. Have to be there. You really had to be there for that ten minutes of a twenty-two minute sitcom, in order to really get that joke. Watch Community. It's so good, and it's on Netflix. All six seasons, which is nuts. Which is nuts. I think. And, I think. And the movie. No. So first of all, how do you get that joke? You've never seen Community. Because I I'm aware of things going on around me that I don't <laughs> particularly am in interested in. Um, I know that I know who Governor Cuomo is, but I don't care about him. <laughs> um, anyway, <Yeah. laughs> uh, six seasons in a movie is like the. I know the, the joke Trolls that... World Tour just came out, but I don't care about that. What you don't? No, it's probably such a good movie. The I only reason it. that I care about it is that the the Mabam Bam guys, the Mabam yeah. Bam guys are in it. But for somebody watched the whole movie and edited out just the parts that they're in, and it's like they've distorted their voices so much so you can't even tell that it's them. So that kind of sucks. That does can you imagine? Suck. Can you imagine starting a podcast campaign to get into a movie? And then you do get into a movie, and then they just modulate your voices to the point that they're unrecognizable? <laughs> just, to, just to own you? Yeah. Oh, You're my not gosh. famous enough. Yeah, it's weird. It's, uh, anyway, so community is great. Um, the fact, so Netflix and NBC are ending their deal together. That's why The Office is going off Netflix. But community just went on Netflix, which means. Which one's NBC? Is community on NBC? Community was on NBC. But now it's then, an independently owned. Now, then, then it was produced. Its fifth season, I think, was still produced on NBC, but its sixth season was produced by Yahoo Screen. Oh, which I did buy. I did get a free trial for to watch the sixth season when I was in college. Uh-huh. But yeah, Yahoo had a streaming service, and, and and Community was bought by it. But the fact is that Netflix is now on Netflix, which means Netflix may have bought it back, which means they might be making the movie. Wow, I know, big deal, right? There's a lot going on. I have a. I have a semi-related but also unrelated point of order. Gotcha. I've been doing sit-ups lately. Yes. And for because of the coronavirus, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in case they get into me, I'm going to use my abs to kind of repel. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that coronavirus can't live for longer than 90 seconds on on on, on smoking hot abs. That's true. If you got a six pack, six pack of Corona, um, get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as I was mm-hmm. saying. I so the other day I did I've been doing three sets. Okay, so I'll do I'll do a set of fifteen push ups, a set of fifteen sit ups, and a set of twenty air squats. And then oh, I take uh-huh. a I take a one minute rest. I did that three times. And then I take fifteen minutes to try not to throw up in the bathroom when I'm done with that. <laughs> my my complaint is that when I do my sit up on my hard wooden floor, mm-hmm. my my tailbone has become uh bruised. Yeah, and 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 you bruised your coccyx. I did bruise my coccyx, and it's the the unfortunate thing is is that as much as I really want to keep doing sit ups, I now am prevented because of this this pestering injury. No, no, no. you gotta do them on like put Carpet? just put down like a cushion. I I tried that, but then the cushion dug into my injury, and it made it even worse. Do it on like a couch cushion. Like take a couch cushion off the couch. It's not a sit up if you're doing it on a cushion. Like that's usually trying to fluff up your your workout. You know. No, no, no. That's not the point of a sit up, Patrick. 
The point of a sit up is not to get your to not to make your butt hurt. The point of a sit up is to make your is to work your abs. Uh-huh. And you're still doing that. In fact, it's probably harder if you're on a cushion because the cushion is higher up than your if you bend back your body will be at a deficit, so you, it'd be harder. I feel like I'm at a deficit all the time. <laughs> or you can just do it on the carpet. Do you have carpet in your house? I do have carpet in my house, but nowhere to hook my feet up so that I can do the sit up, you know what I mean? Mm, I see. You may have yes. to do a different workout then. Ah. Looks like I'm not working out then. <laughs> Is that the only kind of workout you know? That's the only one I learned. Oh, well, I mean, there's plenty. What are, are there? You say so you need another ab workout. You can do um, you can do crunches, which mm-hmm. is basically, you know. That's, I'm doing a crunch right now. <laughs> I'm so mad. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> 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 um, All right. Launch me your hot take, please. Gotcha. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So my hot take. Oh, man. I have two, and I'm, I'm coin flipping here. Um. Yeah, let's do this one. This okay. one is from April of 2015, so exactly five years ago. <clears throat> I'm 13, and my profile picture is me flipping off the camera because I'm mad at the world. <laughs> you were woke. I, that must have been you in were response woke five to years ago. I was woke five years ago. <laughs> well, I was as woke as a, I was as woke as like a, as an 18 year old could be. You know, you were 18 five years ago. Um, just about. Did you vote in the 2016 election, bro? I did. So you're the one that caused all of this. <laughs> I'm the one that did all this. Wait, was I 18 five years ago? It sound that's that is what I just asked, and you said yes. I was, I was 18 five years ago. Because your birth your birthday's in September. That's, no, November. Nope, my birthday's in April. April. What? Yeah. Did I miss it? Oh, I already you wish did. you. It was like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> When's your birthday? We recorded on your birthday, literally like two weeks ago. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. I got a bad. I gotta see myself out of here. All of the days. All the days are blending together. It's fine. Um, yeah. what? When is your birthday again? June nineteenth. Okay, everybody, wish Ethan a happy birthday on June nineteenth. Yes, thank you. But please don't steal our identities with our birthdays. All right, cool. Moving on. <laughs> Do you have any more hot takes? No, I only. I only had time to find the one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. We unfortunately don't have a listener hot take today. I mean, there were a couple, but what um, the heck, guys? Come on! Yeah, what the, what the heck, guys? We're, what else? We're what trying else to are feed you, doing? you content. Why aren't you giving us content? It's a circular thing. Someone sent one in, um, uh, talking about how uh, braces. It's incre- incredibly hard to chew food with braces on. I don't have the name in front of me, but shout out to you. Also, that's an old one. That's an old one. We done that one already. Yeah. Okay, cool. Never mind. Yeah, you got one twice. Don't you, expect you don't, it again. Don't, I'm going to edit that out so they don't get it twice. No, wait, don't. <laughs> no free handouts on this podcast. No free pub. You no didn't free like, pub. Did you like my NFP joke? NF, NFP, no free pub is pretty funny. I, I like thought that. like I saw it. I was like, yes, that's, that's really good. <laughs> that's hilarious. We on this podcast, we practice NFP, no free pub. So speaking of no yeah. free pub, mm-hmm. why don't you sing me the crunch on that intro music? Okay. We should put this on a t-shirt, a mug, or a hat. Now it's time for Crunch on That. Always, I think we should have Crunch on That merch. (laughs) Always be selling, baby. Is Crunch on That really that popular of a bit that we can make t-shirts out of it? You traditionally only make t-shirts out of bits that really that people really sell it. That people cut out of your podcast and then put on YouTube. You know, yeah. nobody's, I don't think anybody's done that for any of our bits. 
Yeah, no, we don't have any like we don't have any like golden bits. We don't have any fans. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get me a fan. Somebody. I'm in Texas and it's hot. I'm so sweaty. Um, no, we don't. We don't have any like golden bits. I think. I think we we've had some... some solid bits over time, but none that are like so good that we reference them every episode. You know, well, we don't need to reference them every episode. No, that's that's the best part of the bit is you 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 set it and forget it. I think <laughs> I think in 2016 we could have sold a T-shirt that said Chach on it, and people would have bought it. It's true. If we had had any sort of business acumen in 2016, which we did not, <laughs> which we did not, we still struggling on that. The only reason we have any business acumen now is because God forced us to stay inside and think about what we've done. <laughs> the only reason we have any business acumen now is because, um, I don't know. I really want to get out of that debt. <laughs> the only reason I have any business acumen now is because I've been looking at a copy of Rich Dad Poor Dad on Amazon, not buying it, but just kind of imbibing no, the energy from the book. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, don't. It's uh, out of all the financial guru books to read. Don't read Rich that's, Dad Poor that's Dad. That's why I always make fun of it because I know it's not good. Yeah, it's like I don't know exactly what's in the book, but I know Robert Kiyosaki is one of those guys who's like, no, 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 no. You should, you should buy a bunch of property because then you have like then property goes up in value and you borrowed money to buy that uh, property and the property went up in value so now you can sell it and make money off of buying property and i'm like yeah what if the economy tanks what if 2008 you know like that book came out before 2008 and there's a quote that dave ramsey says all the time it's like when the tide goes out you can see he's been skinny dipping and that's exactly what happened so don't call that book poor dad poor dad poor dad poor dad you know owned um, but you told me before the show that you've got some ideas knocking about in that old noggin of yours. Yeah. So tell me what I'm supposed to be crunching on this week. The 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 past couple. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, I, I I wrote a blog post about being hard to reach, and that was in response to someone who listens to this podcast. Shout out Eliza. Whoa. Um, someone listens to the podcast and reads the blog. Turns out there's overlap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, it's two, uh, the two circles are a circle. <laughs> the two circles are circles. Um, so she, I, I wrote a post about uh, phone addiction, and she responded talking about how like, yeah, it's a great, it's great to like get rid of your phone and not be so glued to it. But like, I'm in college, and people expect me to like text back, and they get upset if I don't text back. And hopefully, that's not the same thing at work. And I told her I was like, I don't know because I don't have an office like this, but I've heard. <laughs> That some businesses they 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 care and their their measure of how well you're working how hard you're working is based on how quickly you respond to email. Yeah, and like that's not a good work no. environment, so no, you should bad. avoid that. Yeah, have you been into in a position like that? No, but every time I look at our Facebook page, it says fifty percent response rate usually takes about two weeks to answer, and it just makes me feel guilty for not for not handling our Facebook message as well. Yeah, but they won't show that ribbon unless. They show it to me. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel guilty, right? Because it does. It's like I'm not glued to my phone. Of course, we. Of course, our our Facebook well, page. Let's be clear. Has a bad response rate. Yes. What? Focus has a 24 hour response policy to emails. Really? Yes. I think. I remember reading that somewhere and going, "Oh no!" And then kind of <laughs> not really adapting my lifestyle at all. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do feel that all the time because as a as a missionary. Mm-hmm. This is something that my students roast me on all the time. They say, don't text Ethan if you want a response, which is <laughs> kind of rude, but kind of true. Of, yeah. I get 
this is what makes me kind of freak out, right? If everything went to my email and I could just do everything from my email, it'd be easy peasy. I can answer business emails, no problem. But when all of a sudden my my business, my job is all coming to also where all of my personal stuff is coming, like my texts. So like all of my students are texting me and I'm texting them and people are asking me questions. It's like, hey, when can we meet up for our one-on-one? Do you want to get lunch this week? Also mixed in with like my friend saying like, hey, how's campus going? Like, let's catch up soon. It all kind of just is, it breaks my brain a little bit. Mm. And I don't, uh, maybe it's because I'm bad. I need to be better. As If I'm going to be a team director next year, I need to like figure that out. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is, and then, and then you don't respond for like a couple of weeks and people say like, well, I guess you don't really care about me or whatever. Mm, and it's like, no, yeah. I do care about you. It's just that you plus 10 other people all conspired to kill me (laughs) 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 and it worked super well and I I just buried my head in the sand and I recognize that that is a bad approach and I feel guilty talking about it on this show right now I was in I was in a similar position in college I was notoriously hard to reach in my junior in my sophomore because you're a popular guy you were you were bebopping around that campus like like (laughs) like Al Gore in his prime yeah, exactly Al like Al Gore. I was making documentaries. <laughs> I was contesting presidential elections. Yeah, like, that's actually true. When you um, invent the internet, you're a busy guy. <laughs> it's true. I basically invented the Catholic internet. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> but yeah, so so that that was like the big thing. It was like Patrick never, Patrick never responds. I my on my phone right now. Even still, like I have 34 unread text messages. Goodness, don't pay attention. Like. I don't read. I don't like open someone's text. That if someone replies, okay, cool, and I deem that you are not importante, <laughs> I will not even read it. No, it's not that. It's like I just, I just always forget to like when someone when someone texts me and says, all right, cool. It's like responding to like or someone's. It goes, uh, Patrick liked that message. I immediately clear that notification. I just, I don't care, and so the the notifications pile up. They don't they don't say no more notifications. Um, but sometimes people's un, un, unanswered texts get buried in that, and so that's a that's an, that is an honest vice, I guess. It's like an honest communication issue. But um, it's like I also try not to. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the best at it, at this. But like, I try not to be on my phone when people when I'm with people. Yeah. You know, and so if I yeah. get a text when I'm with a person, this this is what she was talking about, right? She was saying, um, she's like, even in our in our parents' days or our grandparents' days, they just like went to the cafeteria and they saw their friends and they sat down. Or if they didn't, they sat by themselves and it was fine. You mean you like know? at school? Like at school, yeah. Okay, yeah. This is not a work thing. This is a college okay, thing. Remember, most of our listeners are college students. <laughs> and, um, but now, and she was like, I, now I feel like I have to text my friends every time I'm going mm. to the cafeteria. Or uh, I have to text somebody or like someone wants to get lunch with me and so I have to meet up with them. And then if I don't respond, hmm. they feel like they don't care about me. Yeah. But I was like that. That person want wouldn't feel the same way. Like, imagine if you were getting lunch with them and someone was texting you to get lunch with them tomorrow, and like you picked up the phone and texted them. The that person would feel like the person you're eating lunch with would be offended, right? And so there's like a little bit of cognitive dissonance here, where it's like we want people to respond to us immediately, unless we're the thing they're focusing on. You know, and so I yes. think that I think that the self that the phones have made us like a little more selfish. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I posted this as a joke the other day on my uh-huh. Facebook. I was like, I was like, call me crazy, but I think smartphones have made us dumber. <laughs> I read it when I saw that. I read I read it in your voice. I heard in that, that. voice. <laughs> yeah. 
My question for these these teens is: Are you going to school in anything? Because I went to school in a bunker. I might as well have attended high school thirty feet underground for how well my cell service worked in there. That's you know, fair. and. If there there were sometimes once every couple of months there was one legend who would sneak into the office and find the Wi-Fi password and share it with everybody, wow. and then we would all have like Wi-Fi access for like two days before they would change it back, um, which was amazing. But I I was unable to even there were there were practical constraints of shooting text messages to people, and so nobody nobody was mad ever. Because that wasn't like an expectation. Yeah. And at least about that. People were mad about other things. I got into plenty of fights back in my day. Are you talking about college or high school? I'm talking about college. I'm talking about high school. I'm talking about elementary school. I'm mostly talking about high school right now. Okay. <laughs> um, as far as college goes, it what the only thing that I would ever do when I would go to eat lunch at the calf, because when I was living in the dorm, I would just walk down the halls of the dormitory and find my friends and say, sure. hey let's go to lunch and they would say cool and if somebody wasn't there you just went without them <clears throat> you know and they weren't mad because and they weren't mad because there was no expectation that you have to there's a this is the weird paradox and i i, I kind of understand what you're saying now it's like nobody cares about each other until they need to be until they need them you know mm. <laughs> that's like and then they really care. And it is, I do think it's honest. And I don't think we give young people enough credit of like, it is an honest care of like, I really yeah. want this person to be my friend. And I feel like they're not responding to me. So like, where, where are they? I thought we were friends. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that gets trivialized a lot of times of like, oh, you guys don't have real friendships by myself included. Um, but I think we need to, this is the, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that social media has convinced us that we get all an all access pass to everyone's life yeah and you don't get one of those like you you get an all-access pass to your life and also god and that's it <laughs> so <laughs> if you get married even if you get married like your yeah. wife's gonna go to work right and like it's not like you can just follow her in it, like there's a certain level of like trust that has to exist in a relationship because you're not gonna be together 24 7 even when mm. you're married right yeah. And so it would be weird if I got married and became a helicopter husband, an HH, and <laughs> followed my wife to her work and like interrogated everybody that she was with and like made sure that she was, when she was free, she was texting me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, that would be weird. And everybody kind of acknowledges that. But that's how we treat our friends. Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. Let's get into the Chris Rock portion of the podcast. His tambourine special. Did you see it? <laughs> no, but I've seen Madagascar one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen Madagascar 3. It's when I went to go see Madagascar 2 with my youth group friends back uh -huh. in the day, because I was the only one that was there, yeah. we walked in. It was a completely empty theater except for a couple in the back row about our age. And when we sat down a couple of rows in front of them, they got up and left. Wow. And you know what that means? They it were means that they, they, they were upset that they didn't get an unobstructed view of the screen. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, so, uh, <laughs> I, the only movie that I remember seeing, this is not true at all, but the... the I remember seeing lots of movies, but once I'm in fourth grade, my friend Evan gave me a call and said, Hey, do you want to go see ice age Two: the meltdown? And he said <laughs> the whole name of the movie, <laughs> even though we both, there was only one ice age Two out at the time. Like he and didn't there still is. Yeah. And so, and I said, yes, of course. And that, that <laughs> changed my life for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Man, the second time I saw Scrat on the screen, hot oh, diggity dang. Gosh, it was just so much funnier. Like there was a female mammoth in the city. There was just a lot going on. Yeah. Which was very progressive at the time. You didn't have to worry about the the <laughs> weird human baby, like from the first movie. Human baby in Ice Age Two was in Ice Age One was a socialist. I'm just what, gonna say it. Was he actually? Yep. He grew up to be. He grew up to be that. That, that baby was Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old Bernie Sanders is. Oh, he was man. the baby, and I think it's just yes. He was carried. No wonder he has such a such a hard working, down to earth ethos. Is that he was raised, <laughs> he was raised during the Ice Age by Ray Romano and Sid the Sloth. <laughs> who would have told you? Who would have believed in 2016 if Donald Trump had pulled out? This man was raised by Ray Romano. That could have changed uh, the whole election. That could have changed. Why didn't he lead with that? Bernie Sanders, if you're listening to this, I know that you are. Why don't you tell people that Ray Romano's your dad? Jeez, come on, man. Why? Oh, Deborah. <laughs> Our son is running for president. That's like a little Seinfeld in there. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was my Ray Romano impression. My mom lives across the street. Ah. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Anyway, so <laughs> Chris Rock. Uh-huh. Yeah. In his tambourine special, he talks about his divorce, and he's like, I was married for 16 years, and in 2018, that's like a 1980, that's like a 1980s 40-year marriage, because he's like, 20, 16 years in 2018 is like 40 years in 1980. I don't know what he's getting at, but because continue. Because he's like, my mom and dad, my dad went to work, and he, the kids could have been dead, and he wouldn't have known until 8 p.m. Yes. There's no communication between husband and wife. And, like, it's funny, but, like, it's, it's not how true. the world always was. You know, they used to be around each other all the time. Do we remember the cottage industries? Sorry? <laughs> you remember yes. the cottage industries? This sounds like a key term from world culture. <laughs> it in is, six, it seven, is. Seven, <laughs> it's, it was bolded, and you had to write it down on a note card um, <laughs> and then turn them in and have them graded for some reason. I don't understand why they would grade your studying materials. It's, uh, the grade would show up on the – I guess they were trying to make you study, but I think – Yeah, they, they were trying just, to teach you good studying I habits that you would immediately like, forget in college. Let you fail. But, um, yeah, so back in the day when, the, when there was a whole industry sprung up around cottage cheese when that technology was first invented, all of the fathers would stay home with their children and just churn – churn the cheese apparatus until mm-hmm. cottage cheese came so they would have a cow and they kind yeah. of would hook it up this to, is not true no this is all true why would i okay no i took a class i got a three. why would you make up this because it sounds ridiculous i got a three on ap european history exam i know the score that's only halfway the first so you remember johans gutenberg and the printing press Yes, this right. is like the printing press for cheese. No, well, yeah, what I'm saying is the first, a lot of people th- falsely believe that the printing press was used to print <laughs> many copies of the Bible, but actually it was to print out many copies of the recipe for cottage cheese, which <laughs> is a, is a been, has been suppressed by, by, by big dairy in recent years because they don't want to know, well, they don't want the, the average person to know the hold that big dairy has on the populace, you know? Some people can't even eat milk without going, without dying in the bathroom you know what i mean like that kind of power is not wielded lightly and i think we need to take it to big cheese we need to take it to big dairy we Mm -hmm. need to get our pitchforks we need to get ray romano and get bernie sanders (laughs) bring the whole family with us and take it down everybody's focused on big pharma everybody's focused on the military industrial complex nobody's talking about how cottage cheese (laughs) started 
a, a patriarchy, a pasteurization archy, if you will. Uh huh. Uh huh. That 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 is un, undefiled, un, untouched in four hundred years. It's crazy. I looked it up, and Ethan's right. I yeah. So don't yeah. Even, don't question me on any Here of this crap First. ever again. <laughs> I read a book. Okay. <laughs> what were we talking about? I think we were talking about Ice Age Two, the meltdown. No, we were that's talking definitely about not Madagascar Two. We were talking about Chris Rock. We were talking about. Uh, I was talking about how <laughs> communication. I was talking about how married couples are more together now than they were in the in past couple of generations because yes, you can talk to each other all the time. That's, that's what Chris true. Rock was saying, and th- what he's saying there is like. It, it was it was kind of tongue in cheek, right? Like I don't think it's obviously the same thing as being together nonstop for sixteen years. But he brings up a good point: is that you are kind of you're not alone when you're at work. Everyone you've ever met is in your pocket, and oh. you can talk to them. I get was out, looking through. Get out of I there. was looking through my. <laughs> I was looking through my contacts the other day. My friend Ketha, who I haven't talked to since I was in seventh grade, is still on my phone. I still have her phone number. That's weird. Right, I never cleared out my contacts. I haven't you, either. You, let me let me do a quick let me do a quick check here, because <laughs> you can see how many I have one thousand thirteen contacts in my phone. And phone phone storage isn't isn't getting any isn't getting any smaller. Right, it's like, and it's not that I I probably in an average month use about thirty of these contacts. You know, yeah, like, I don't, yeah. Which is I don't even know who some of these people are. Bloomin' Basket Florist. That's where I got my corsage and my senior prom. Yeah, let's just let's just stop at a random. Here we go. Um, yeah. I have someone from Twitter that I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. Oh wow. This is, oh gosh. This is this is compelling content. It for really is. Listeners. I'm just looking at all these names of people that I forgot existed. But that's <laughs> the that's the things, yeah right. right? Like, that's the point. They all took money from me. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway. So like. There's, there is, that's, that same, that same problem manifests itself in our social relationships, right? Like people expect you to be essentially on call for them 24 seven. And it's not conscious. You, like you said, it comes from a place of earnest, right? It comes from a place of like, I value these high value interactions, right? Like having lunch with a friend is awesome. Is, is awesome. Like just focusing on one person for an hour is such a high value activity. And like, we all deep down value those things and we want them so badly. So like when, but then we equate those things with our cell phones because the phones get us to those points. Right. Right. And so you're like, oh, you don't value your phone. Therefore, you don't value these high value conversations. But it, it's it's dissonance, right? It doesn't make any sense because if I valued my phone as much as I valued those moments, I would be glued to it. It's like when I tell my, my parents, right? This is a, a different form of it, but I think it's along the same lines. So when I tell my parents that I don't want to have a TV or cable in my house when I grow up to them, it's like, well, why don't you want to be informed about the news? Right? Like yes. there is a, there is a good end that the, that the means get them. And my parents, that's how they, my parents get the news, which is fine. Like, I'm glad that they get the news that way. But when I tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut the cord when I, when I live up, like I don't have cable, I don't watch the news. They're worried that, that that I don't know what's going on in the world, and so to them, that's like a gross misuse of like mm-hmm. the, the potential gift that I could be given. Right? That's what technology has given them, and so why wouldn't I use it in that way myself? And so for yeah. for me to go to somebody, and I've gotten this before. It's like I'm going to use my phone a lot less, and like not 
not talk to you people unless I see you. And then it's like, well, why don't you, why don't you care about us? It's, mm. it's, it's all these different ways that technology has kind of made us identify the relationships with the, with the item itself. Like as technology progresses more and more, ah, my f- microphone almost fell off my desk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything. So you're good. All right. Great. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's, that's so important to know that and then be able to distance the, the item from the person. Mm-hmm. And the the whole the whole like I'm I'm starting a series soon, and if you're listening to this, it's already started. I'm pretty sure I'll post the first one because I was like, you know what? I just want to. I can't I can't do a couple one off blog posts about this. There's something called the Deep Life that was popularized by Cal Newport, who's an author that I really like and respect. Mm-hmm. You, I'm gonna start taking a shot every time you mention every time Cal I say Newport the Deep Life on this podcast. Or I drop Newport. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead, do that. Okay, um, he's like a, a superhuman. I don't understand. <laughs> But um, and it's something that I that like that's the term that he uses. But I've seen it in other authors like James Clear, for example, John Acuff, uh, Charles Duhigg, and um, uh, Scott Young. Those are some other authors you should look up. I but, can you? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for that list after the show. Sure, and I can I can I can get you those books. Yes. But um, yes. Yeah. So th- those uh, these ideas, right? It's focusing more on high value activities and like focusing your time on on what brings on what brings the most value as opposed to focusing on the things that like give you that one shot hit of oxytocin of like I'm checking something off my to-do list. Yeah. Right? It's it's actual productivity in like the pure sense of the word because you're actually producing value whether it's personally or or communally right and so the the social life thing extends to your work life it's the same it's the same cognitive dissonance right it's the same the same like uh misunderstanding of your bosses they if if you were working on an important project right like they send you a message about an important project and you don't respond right away and like why weren't you looking at your email but if they were if you were working on that project they wouldn't want you looking at your email while you're supposed to be concentrating and so but and we even do it to ourselves right it's like we want to make sure that we're checking our email. We want to have our notifications on in case we miss an important tweet or notification, right? But like those those things constantly being there, constantly distracting us, they take away from the things that really matter, like having a conversation, eating dinner, or working on an important project. And so the deep life is about being able to like spend more time in silence. And I think it's profoundly Catholic. And it's like, when will people realize that everything's Catholic? <laughs> and that's the point of the blog, right? It's to talk about things that aren't explicitly Catholic and kind of talk about why they're Catholic, but not, you know, explicitly. I don't know. I don't want to like be a theology blog because those never work out. Too many, too many people started those in high, in high school and college, like us. Who? Remember yes. that one time? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a seven-part series on the sacraments. I'm like, guys, I think that one's already been done. One part in. Ah, yeah, I'm done. Um, that and that that day was when Ethan realized he did not like writing articles. I don't. I don't like it. I don't think I'm good at it. I think <laughs> if thing. I'm if I'm being honest, so I'm not saying that just because I don't want to put in the work, but I think that I don't. If I ever write more, I need to like read probably two or three times as much as I am now in order to write. That's a good attitude. More have. often, you know, because it's like. You, you, you are what you eat, you know? And so if I'm not reading, then I'm not putting any words in my brain. And if I try to put words out of my brain, then they're not going to be good words. So, yeah. You know the people who write books without reading them? They're called manifestos and they're crazy people. Oh, no. 
<laughs> They're called uh, tweeters. Called tw- yeah, it's called Twitter. Um, yeah, so that's that's the point of the blog, and the blog is also to get like feedback. So if you want to like go on and like read it and be like, Patrick, this is good. Patrick, this is this is bad. Um, do that because I like I had this I had this kind of moment of like, oh yeah, I actually do want to be an author. Like it's not like a pet project. Like write I want to write a book. It's more like I actually want to be an author. I think those two things are different because eighty one percent of Americans want to write a book. Isn't that crazy? I don't really. Yeah, 81% 81 of Americans Americans say they want to write a book. That's nuts. And that could be a fiction book or it could be nonfiction. Either way, but it's like, I don't want to just be a guy who's written a book. Because there's a ton of people on Twitter who are like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I'm an author. It's in my bio. And like, I wrote one book 20 years ago. And it's like, that's that's good. Like, that's awesome. I hope it was a really good book. But like... I want to be like I want to be like an author, and I want and because when when authors talk about their process, they talk about doing what we do on the crunch, which is we we have ideas, we talk about them, and we throw out the ones that are bad, and we keep the ones that are good. You uh-huh. know, and it's being an author is being in the business of ideas and like giving those ideas to people and making their lives better by those ideas, and so that's what I'm trying to do on like, in like a small way on the blog, um, because I think and the the number one thing that I'm trying to work on. And it's and in order to do that better, I want to be less distracted. And so while I'm on my quest to be less distracted, I want to share it with everyone else. The deep life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> this is the deep life. <laughs> We've I say that every time I write that, that write that phrase. Here I am in your life. Here you are right. mine. Do you have anything else to add to that? Yes, we've read Cal Newport. Most of the time, seven times. <laughs> okay. Do I have anything to He's add? Great. No. Did we did we come to a conclusion on the whole? Do we focus? Like, how do we how do we handle the? I guess it's just the the answer is live and the tension between being pulled in lots of directions at once and being present with where you are. Like, is there? I don't know if there's a solution to that problem. And I think. I don't want there to be a solution. I want you, the listener, to figure it out on your own. Much like my AP European history teacher making me make flashcards. You can you can write down. <laughs> you can and then we'll grade you on we'll your grade solution. You, submit your answer. <laughs> um yeah, like the solution that I gave our that I gave the reader was um like become hard to reach and just lean into it. Yes. That was mm. what that was what I said. It was like like lean into it and just laugh it off as a kind of quirk that you have, you know? Like become someone who doesn't really respond yeah you know i think the official position of this podcast is lean into it whatever it is yeah i have a friend who doesn't have facebook and every time i like need to contact him in like a facebook group chat i just text him individually you know and it's like it's one of those things where it's like oh he's just that big of a problem like at all nobody cares i had a i knew this girl my communications communications okay she's in the electronics field and she did not have a smartphone a laptop or an alarm clock that's awesome. I love. She that. woke up for class when she needed to. She looked at the clock on her wall, and then she would just go to class. It was nuts. I was like, "How do you live this way?" And it's like that's the thing is is just the the hard part. I think is the point between now and having that reputation because people will be like, "You're being different. What's wrong with you?" You know, and that's hard. And part of it, part of getting through that, is one of two things: explaining things to people who will listen, and just forgetting about the people who won't. You know, it's because it's like you're trying to do something that's good for you, and and it's um part of part of self help books, and like the biggest thing, the biggest problem about self help books is that when you read them and you really care about the philosophy, you want to tell everybody about it. Don't do that. 
sit on it for at least a week and then start a podcast on it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do what we do. Um, no, I think, I think that that's good. I don't, I don't have too much to add to that. Cool. Cause I think as long as you lean into it, cause that's the thing with any sort of conversion, right? This is what we're talking about is having some, a conversion moment. Even if it's not explicitly spiritual, you are trying to grow in virtue, hopefully. And anytime you grow in virtue, the people who are not also growing in that virtue are going to say, you're acting different. What's going on? It's like, that's just a part <laughs> of, that's just a part of becoming uh, yeah. more Christ-like is people will question you and often ridicule you. And so either it's worth it to you or it's not. And that's all the advice that I can give. It's all the advice. Can, can we do Dr. Ethan's dating corner? We can because we have one. I have, I also have one. Okay. Well, we can save it. We can do one a week. Let's do one a week. Yes. All right. Do you want me to do mine? Because Phoebe read it. You said it was do pretty good. Yours. Do okay, yours. Okay. All right. Dr. Ethan. Yes. Please don't say my name. <laughs> <laughs> Great story. Okay, Jeff. I saw. I read this. I read. It's a girl. I read ah. this and I was like, I can't read this. Phoebe, read this and tell me if it's worth putting on the show. And she said it was. So, Dr. Ethan, please don't say my name. Okay. Hey, Crunch guys. Thanks so much for the podcast. I listen every week. Yes, you do. So, there's this guy I met at a college summer program last year. Okay. Nice. Nice. We had some really great conversations at the program and started texting back and forth afterwards. Mm. I kind of liked him during the program, not going to lie. He's super nice, and we have really great conversations. But the problem is all we have is deep conversations. Ooh. He shares a lot with me about his depression and anxiety and how he's been struggling with quarantine and just general life problems. It seems like we only ever talk about deep life questions and <laughs> deep life questions and <laughs> never have normal lighthearted we only talk about cal newport books we only talk about cal newport books no she's like deep life questions so there's, there's a pause uh, yeah, yeah, there yeah, between yeah, those words yeah i get you having deep conversations isn't bad it just seems kind of weird to me that that's all we ever talk about since we don't know each other very well we've only facetimed a few times but we text a lot i don't really want to share as much deep stuff as he does with me but it seems like that's the only way to have a conversation with him I think he just is. I think he's just generally interested in my advice for him, but maybe it's his way of showing that he likes me. I don't know. I don't want to cut off the conversations. I like talking to him, but it gets tiring and weird to always be having deep conversations. And to me, it feels like oversharing. I feel like we skipped the first few levels of friendship and went right into a deep one. It's weird. Any advice? Thanks so much. So, Doctor Ethan. Are you doing reality TV show background music right now? Uh, what's that song that I'm thinking of? I don't know. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Not that one. I was going to do some kind of rap where I used the lyrics of the song to say, he's using you emotionally. But <laughs> but I. He's I, using you emotionally. Hit ow. me, baby, one more time. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yep, there you go. There's a common trope of boy who. Wow. This yeah. is, <laughs> what? <laughs> No, this is going to be spicy. Well, I'm ready for it. Is that they believe that having deep conversations is a surefire way to be an interesting person. Ah, yes. Thank you. Buddy, it's not. (laughs) It's it's just not. Yeah. uh, And so I think what you've uncovered is a a rare type of guy who's very, very nice, very well-meaning. But he, he must have been told at some point in his life that he's too shallow because he's just he's just flipped he flipped the script but he flipped or it he so watched hard. too many tv shows where girls like i wish you were more emotional and he's like i'm an emotional guy i have emotions he I'm watched sensitive. he watched too many episodes of ned's declassified school survival guide where <laughs> Susie crabgrass kept telling that ned that he was sucked, but he was, was too shallow and she would go and date 
Billy Loomer for some reason. Yeah, the it, school bully, the, the school quintessential bully. leather jacket bully. But also the school bully, like he knew poetry and crap. And so I think, like, I don't, I don't understand. He was deep. What? Um, I, I've talked about this on the show before. Do you remember that episode of of Nedzy Classified where one of the advice, uh, one of the advice things was, if a girl or guy you like is dating someone else, try being a vice boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> I don't remember that. That was a bull. I, re- I watched that in middle school and I was like, that is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that not working. It's it's like the, this guy, they watch these shows and they get all these memes in their head and they decide like, ah, yes, I got to start reading John Keats and like make this woman <laughs> know that I'm a deep thinker. Um, which, it, I, oh, look, have you did? Oh, sorry. Did I just drop my copy of one of Ernest Hemingway's books in front of you? I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were standing was, right there in front of I was me. I unaware. I'm a deep thinker and I read. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think you're in a classic, classic situation where you, there's really no way to win. <laughs> Cause like you did skip the first few you levels did, of You did, you did skip the first levels of friendship. So if you tell him, let me role play this, Pat, you be the, I'll be the girl, you be the boy. Okay. Perfect. All right. Exactly what I wanted. Okay. <clears throat> hey, so I think that we need to take a few steps back in our relationship and maybe make things a bit more lighthearted and shallow. Because we skipped those steps in our friendship. I'm sorry, but sometimes I just feel like I need like someone to talk to. Like I have a lot of feelings, and like I just don't have many people around me in my life right now. And like right now, like you're the only thing that's like really keeping me like you know happy. Oh, okay. I guess we'll keep talking the way that things are. Like you can't Great. win. Now that, I've emo- now that I've officially emotionally manipulated you, our friendship can continue. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't mean to make fun of this guy. I'm sure he's probably going through some real stuff. Yeah, like depression and anxiety are real things, but just because you have those things, tons of people have depression and anxiety and don't use them as weapons to manipulate people into talking to them all the time. It's not, it's not like he's being a bad person manipulating you. He's just doing it. He just, yeah, he's, he's doing it. I've, the more that I think about my life, the more that I realize that I've accidentally manipulated people tons and tons of times. And so I'm speaking this out of a place of a guy who's done this before to a a woman, a woman, to a woman, to a woman. So what, what does she tell him? I think, I think all you ha- all you can do is say, "Hey," is propose the idea to him. Say, "Hey," just hit him like, with the ghost emoji and block his number. Maybe not that. Maybe uh, don't do that. No, that's mean. It is mean. Um, be honest. That's the only thing that I can think of is be honest and be like, "Hey, yeah. I really like talking to you, but I feel like we always talk about deep stuff." And re- maybe affirm. Boys need to be affirmed and say, "Hey, it's not that I think more or less of you because we talk about deep things. It's just that." Good conversation needs to be a variety. Notice how mm-hmm. on this podcast, send him an episode of the show to really send him this episode. Send him of this the show. episode. No, don't send him this episode. But it's like we banter at the beginning and we do some bits and jokes mixed in with some serious stuff, and then we get more serious, and then we do some jokes. It's like it. it if it was just all deep all the time, it would you be get tired. It would be boring. Uh, there can be too much of a good thing, and so like ice cream. Or Ice Age movies. You got to think about Jesus. Sometimes he was doing the Last Supper, and and he talked about deep spiritual truths for five chapters of the gospel. Sometimes he would go to weddings and have parties. Like this is just the the the, the nature of things. So if he thinks he's being really deep, tell him that you need to stop because you're not actually a, the deep person knows how to be shallow. Um, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't respond to that eventually you got to work your way out of it because you can't be an emotional crutch for this guy because it's not yeah. actually it doesn't help anybody yeah because it's like emotion we make fun do you of really want to be chastity. the mose to this guy's ned no yeah 
Do you? No, you don't want that. You don't want that. Okay. You want to be the cookie. You want. You want to be the cookie. <laughs> you want to have printer. You want to have a butt printer, and <laughs> we both went there. <laughs> you want to go to the hospital because you overheated because you wore a winter coat in August. He was, you want to put you want to put a video camera with your face on it in the back of class so that you don't have to go to class and then have to watch all the classes. You want to invent Google Glass ten years before Google Glass was actually <laughs> invented. The guy who invented Google Glass was watching that show when he was ten. And he was like, "I got this. I got it. It's happening." Um. Yeah. So, it, it, we make fun of the word emotional chastity all the time because it's like kind of goofy, but like. Yeah. There is a reality of uh, chastity is sharing parts of yourself appropriately, right? Like you're supposed to share parts of yourself. Like if you never shared your emotional life with your friends, they wouldn't really be your friends. But also if you share your emotional life with people who you aren't close to, you're oversharing and you're right on the money with that, right? Like yeah. it's it's imprudent is what it is and what, it, what he's doing. And it might be because he doesn't have people like that in his life, but it's not your job to rescue him from that lack you know mm-hmm. you can't save every puppy in the pound yeah and just calling him higher to like live a life just of call virtue. Him on to virtue you know call him to virtue like no joke but also if he doesn't respond to it then that's not your fault so yeah and you can just you say boo bye like, bye i'm gonna go find a uh uh a different um um a different ned bigby to walk walk this way with <laughs> me to walk the halls of james k polk middle school with me and go to science class with Mr. Sweeney. Mr. Sweeney. Uh, yes, that's all that I have. I think that I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's also the best be, advice we've ever given on this show because there's no way to really make a goof out of some guy with anxiety and depression. We did as close as we could. <laughs> we, we goofed on him as close as we yeah. could. Uh, I, I I do want to. Do you know what the bridge effect is, Ethan? I know about bridges. <laughs> I know about Jeff Bridges. Um, <laughs> I've seen True Grit. <laughs> True Grit and um, Iron Man are my favorite movies. You want to know why? <laughs> Jeff Bridges. But Jeff uh, Bridges. yeah, so the bridge effect is like you're more likely to. It's it's like the a woman that you a woman that you fall in love with on a bridge. Like you're more likely to fall in love on a bridge than on the ground because like the bridge is so beautiful, and like it's it's more about like the bridge than it is about the person. Yeah. This there's something is similar. It's called the summer conference effect. Uh huh. Uh, the the beauty of the conference and the excitement of the conference it kind the of nice simulates summer air the sunsets you know the cool yeah, you know. evenings you know all those things yep, yep yep and like you're experiencing all of these things and you're next to a boy you know or you're next to a girl and you and equate kind of those cute. feelings yeah exactly it's like oh they're kind of cute and also my age you know and so <laughs> your your twenty year old brain goes woo. <laughs> does that like a, and then <laughs> what a what an excitable per- person that goes i know and then Ooh. you're like then you're like these these feelings must be because of this person because the sun has never made anyone feel good before <laughs> it's a it's a st- <laughs> oh, and then man. and then 12 years later you're like what did i do with my life yikes i'm just kidding that's mean this is man when we start a podcast just for Jeff, I hope Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bridges listen. <laughs> Jeff Bridges can give to our can we call this episode just for Jeff too? Just the for bridge Jeff. effect. <laughs> just oh, Jeffin it. What how you doing? I'm Jeffin. I'm Jeffin. My first friend's name was Jeff. Really? Yeah. I I don't know anyone named Jeff. Really? 
Not even Geoff, which is a different. Not even not even like a G G O F like the Jeffrey Jeffrey from Fresh Prince. Nope, don't know any Jeffs. Okay, well, yeah. Well, unnamed the cruncher. I hope you. I hope you enjoyed this. Again, uh, you can you can find us on. I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, 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 no. I gotta go to the bathroom. I feel the <laughs> you called it. I feel the cadence of the episode coming to a close. You can uh, you can find us. Thank you all for listening. Um, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> you can't find us on the internet. Um, Ethan at thecrunchcast.com. Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. If you want to send something directly, you can find Ethan on uh, Instagram. Or no, sorry, you can't. I don't know. Just where you message. Can find you can. I'm checking the Facebook all the time now because yeah. I'm addicted to the clicks, bro. I'm addicted I get, to I the get engagement email notifications yeah. whenever I get a DM. So you can okay. DM me on any social media. Just don't expect to like mention me. Yeah. But like, just if you want to contact me, just email me or go to the blog patnevy.com. That's where I am now. Follow Sorry, the crunch on Facebook. Blog. Follow the crunch on Facebook. Patnevy.blog. Patreon.com/slash/thecrunch. Apple Apostle at Catholic Pat. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Um, the FBI did Waco, Texas. Okay. (laughs) Still a national tragedy. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.